You're listening to Shit Gamers Say, only on the Ohio State Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Boda. With me today are Peter Samin. Hello. And Kyle Hutchinson. Hello. And there you have it, our first successful opening without any awkwardness or bullshit. It only took 14 episodes. I'm so happy for all of us. Has it been 14 episodes? I think so. This is... Is this 14? That's a good question. Magic, sweet 14. I could check, but I don't know. I was on the page a minute ago, and then I'm no longer on the page. Yep, this is 14. It's 14. 14. (laughs) That is actually a lot of numbers. We've done good, guys. We've made it through the rain. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Shit Gamers Say, a podcast about nothing where we talk about something, usually video games. And sometimes we talk about news. Sometimes. But not sometimes. Only when it's pertinent. The thing is, we could be so timely with the news because we uh, record typically early, but then the episode doesn't get out until after every other podcast, and then we're late with the news. Because I suck at editing. <laughs> but it's Thanksgiving, so I have no excuse now. Yay. And like most Thanksgivings, a lot of new shit comes out all the time, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the uh, the Steam exploration sta- sale? Oh, you know we will eventually. There are sales out my asshole right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but first, let's talk about some video games that we've played. Video games. Video games. Video games, as I consult my Google Doc here. I was going to say, the first thing on the doc is not a video game. That's not a video game? No, it's well, a documentary. Well, we'll talk about that last then, because no one well, likes documentaries. Oh, but it's so good, I, Joe. I like documentaries. All right, what's the documentary about? Okay. Hold on. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to say, I thought we were going to go through the games we recently played. Let's we let's can... talk about the documentary just to get okay. it out of the way, because it's... It's, it's kind of a good lead-in. Like, it's a boring um, documentary. No, get, it's, get it's good. I enjoyed it. So... I heard you know about how, the movie, so... Hmm? Sorry, Doc. You're all right, you're all right, you're cool. Um, You know uh, how they found those E.T. cartridges in the landfill the past year? Yes! Um, This is the documentary about the whole landfill happening, like the whole landfill event and the people that went there, and then it, it has a little bit of history about... Um, I didn't even say the name of the documentary. Atari Game Over. Atari Game Over. Um, it's so easy to forget. It's right here in front of us. <laughs> Um, but it's it's available on both Xbox con- Xbox consoles for free. Um, it was funded by Microsoft. This um, documentary, um, I just watched it. It's about it's like a little over an hour. It's pretty good. Like it, it really fills you in about the history. Uh, I already knew all this, so it wasn't like a big revelation to me. But it was nice to see it and see that this was packaged and given free to all Xbox users. So hopefully, some people that just play Call of Duty, end up watching it, and learn a little bit of uh, video game history. Um, I don't know. It was a really cool thing to watch, and you can see that the people that made it really have a deep love of these old designers that made these Atari games. And they really debunked the myth of, like, oh, there were millions of E.T. cartridges that got, you know, uh, dumped. I mean, in the end, it was, like, a few hundred E.T. cartridges. And only about... Tw- and then um, there was way more of other games. 
Yeah, I heard, you know, that was during a time when the whole market was saturated with just video games. Yes. Because they were so popular and there was no kind of, uh, what's the word? There's no kind of like barrier to get into the market. Anyone could make a video game for any console and as long as you stuck the label on it and put it in the store, you could buy it. There was no uh, quality control. Exactly. Yeah, nothing nothing like now. Well, <laughs> there, there weren't even rules back then, like... And, and Not the big even th- rules. And the big thing was that, uh, like, at least now there's guidelines of, like, it has to at least, you know, run and not destroy your <laughs> console. But um, back then, also, just, they were the pioneers. Like, they didn't know. There was no precedent for things. So they just kept pumping out games and pumping out uh, more and more consoles, like, like units, thinking, oh, well, they keep selling, so we'll just make more and more of them yeah. until it ended up that the market got saturated. They're like, shit, we made six million too many. What do we do? <laughs> and then they went out of business. So that's, I guess that's what you do. That's what you do when you fail. During yeah. that time, I remember they were they were thinking, oh, maybe just video games are like a fad. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> were, isn't, that, isn't that hilarious to yeah, think? Yeah, no. I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny thinking back now. Like, what if, um, what if some guy making music, like in the olden day, like like at the beginning of time, thought that that, that it was a fad? Like, oh, this will never survive. No one will ever buy this pan flute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a really informative documentary. Like, uh, you guys, if you guys have access to it, which anyone who owns any Xbox uh, does, then you should watch it. It's really I th- cool. I th- there- think it might possibly don't like quote me, but. It might be on Netflix because I remember I might have I saw a few video game documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you got Netflix, that would work too. I yeah, guess. it might be on if Netflix. On. I I have no idea. All I know is that uh, Microsoft funded it, so it's definitely on Xbox. That's all. I, I know. bet they're gonna yeah they're gonna like release it in some state or form or another. They're just doing this as like an incentive for people to to buy buy, buy units and then afterwards. They'll oh yeah, because like, I because I buy an Xbox an Xbox One just for that movie for the documentary. I, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. The hope is probably just to have like a number of reasons. You know, no, it's mm. no. I think it's just a nice thing they give to you know, just nice thing they give to you know your early Xbox adopters. Consumers. Well, I mean, Joe, it's it's available on three three sixty as well. Well, I yeah. know, I know. It's the holiday. Tis the season. Tis the season. Tis the season to buy old shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. on my list. So wait, what? I I have a question. Yes. I said early adopters. At what point is one who buys an Xbox One or PS4 no longer an early adopter? According to Microsoft, three days before I bought one. <laughs> you assholes! Whoa. Seriously, so, so they, they, they release this thing like we're gonna honor our early adopters, and you get all this free stuff, and I'm like. That's literally three days. The cutoff was literally three days before I bought my Xbox One. Hey, they gotta set it somewhere. I, I know, but you, it's so arbitrary. You got your console through illegitimate means, so it wasn't illegitimate. Yeah, it was a pricing mistake. It, it was legitimate, but at the same time, no one else is uh, no one else but a select hundred are getting that deal. Oh, oh yeah, did yeah, we talk about this on a, other, another podcast? Yeah, we did. Last week. Peter got yeah. an Xbox One, and now it's not working. Oh really? It's not working. What okay, happened? we can talk. It's okay. Let's talk about this because this is your issue. So once I was, I actually uh, said this on Facebook earlier, but once you get into a game, Xbox One's great. I haven't had any problems. What I've had three instances so far where I'm just in the the menus of the Xbox One, 
and it just hangs and freezes, and I literally have to pull the cord out to get it to reset itself. Wow! Because the, because you can't you can't force a you can't force a restart uh, with the controller or anything like that because it goes into sleep mode, and it, you can't like tell it not to go into sleep mode; it just automatically does. So you got to pull the plug. Oh, you got to do like a, a soft reset. Yeah. So is that a soft reset or a hard reset? Yeah, that's actually a hard reset. Cause hard reset. Yeah, that's, that's right. Cause you, uh, it's just been cause it's frustrating because like when I'm in game, I can go hours and hours, but then if I go out into the menu, I'm like, oh, let's see uh, what's going on in the achievements. And I go into yeah. the achievement, achievements app, it slows to a crawl, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out of here, and then it slowly transitions out, and I'm like, oh god, something bad's happening, and then my controller's unresponsive, it's like, man, I don't know what's up. How, yeah, do you, do you I, that know what's sucks, up but... now? What's up now? Do you, have you looked into this and tried to solve I the issue? I haven't looked That's into it. That's something they can fix in a patch. I mean, they have, yeah. you know, kind of well, the software ass- GUI yeah, updates ass- all the time. I, assuming it's not a, hopefully, knock on wood, defective console. Well, I mean, I if it's see defective, why. I'll get it replaced. Because, I yeah. mean, it's still under warranty. But hopefully it's just something that, like, maybe I've been encountering some weird glitch. It was just It's just been really frustrating because, literally, um, I've been trying to play some games. And every time I try to play a game, it crashes and I'm just like, you know what? I, it, I got to, it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to play my my PlayStation instead. Yeah. But then after that, I was like, you know what? Let's try it again. And then I played some Killer Instinct for a couple hours. I was like, okay, it's working now. It's working now. Just don't rub it the wrong way. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't make it angry. You don't like my Xbox. It is green. It is green. You know. Green with <laughs> anger and envy. Well, your Xbox One is green. Well, the interface. Oh, okay. I mean, Xbox is has been associated well, right, with green for a long time. I thought you time. had like a special edition console. Oh no! Like that. I wanted to get the Sunset Overdrive one, but that didn't have the pricing mistake. <laughs> anyway, you know what? I actually, um, well, I guess because we're on the topic of consoles, I was looking at the kind of the next. It's not like a full generation leap, but the 3DS. Is getting like they're they're having like a new model coming out. Yeah, with uh, another Yeesh. analog stick. Have you guys talked about that? Yeah, before? it's it's out in Japan. We've talked ill yeah. of that, but if you have anything positive you say to bring, ill, illness, the angriest. I thought I thought I what? Felt I'm like, not angry. I'm not angry about it. Well, as you guys dis- know, like a a big part of of 3D gaming is the concept of having dual analog sticks mm-hmm. because that way you can control full, you know, access of movement as well as full access, you know, rotation of the camera, right? Now, I thought it was interesting. It, it almost seems weird that in, they released a 3D, like, you know, their big focus in the 3DS is that everything's 3D now, right? I'm surprised that even mm-hmm. a, a device like that, which is fully capable of some great 3D rendering, didn't have uh, a second analog stick. So the thing, the thing is about this new analog stick on it. It's not really a, like a full-on analog stick. It's like you know those. Uh, it's a little those, dot, yeah. It's yeah, like, you uh, like you know those ThinkPads on the, Leno- the old. Oh Lenovo's? yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. But, but yeah. all the same, you know, you're probably not going to get too much. But it's better than nothing. And I hear that yeah. when you you put your finger on it, you start moving with it. It, it feels very. Comfortable. Oh yeah, I, 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 I've heard, I I've like heard nothing the but idea. good things. I like the idea, and I'm glad they introduced it. I just wish they would have done it with a full handheld iteration rather than like. 
you know, 3DS. I wish it would have been, yeah. they would have kept it for their leftover, because now you're going to have this thing where developers are like, should we develop functionality for it? Shouldn't we? Yeah. If we do, should we base the game around this? Like, you know, it becomes... Yeah, it is a bit of a weird step, but I think they also know that they, they have a lot more sales they can make from the 3DS. Like, even mm. me, oh, who's always, been out yes. for a while, I'm even thinking maybe possibly getting one at some point. So, you know... I mean, so, uh, yeah, I usually reason. buy into two each uh, hand. Like, I usually buy two of yeah. their, their handhelds. You know, I bought, I have two Game Boy Advances and I had two DSs. Is that for, like, trading purposes? Or no, I mean, no, I just because time and, you know, money what? isn't. The, con- it's the not console as, gets old. You want to replace it with something new. I like. have backwards. You know, yeah, it's all backwards compatible and it's only $150 to buy the next upgrade. You know, it's not like. You know, it wouldn't be like getting a the PS Slim, you know, which where I'm dropping the same amount of money mm-hmm. on something, you know. So it, I, so at some point in time, I'll probably get the new 3DS. It won't well, be this year or next, but probably at some point. The only reason I even was thinking about it is I've been getting a little bit jealous. Don't don't tell my girlfriend I said this, but a little bit jealous of her uh, Omega Ruby version. <laughs> Oh, does that use use it? No, or are you no, no. That the, it. It's just because 3ds in general. 3ds in general, and I was thinking, oh, yeah. oh, maybe I should get a 3ds. And then I thought, oh, they're getting the new update. So if I was going to get one, you know, it'd probably be the new one. But yeah. I have no money, so I don't know. This is more like a a wild fantasy. Oh yeah, no, I I like the 3ds <laughs> overall. Like it has a few games that I really want to play yeah. on it, but that's all you really need because yeah. you know it's so cheap. Oh, yeah. Relatively yeah. speaking, that well, you can justify the purchase. The 3DS is great. Like it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's not like a PS4, or Xbox I'd also One. Get, I'd really want to get the extra large one because yes, like my big the yes. small one's too small for my American hands. Yeah, and then uh, but the only thing I was thinking is you know would, I th- I feel like I'm just getting like a big nostalgia trip because you know my my not my first Pokemon game but my first because I was a little too young to fully understand red and gold and silver even though i own both those games ruby and sapphire were my first like pokemon games where i fully like could understand pokemon mechanics and enjoy it Mm -hmm. that sounds kind of because i was very young um but you know seeing it all redone in you know all the music and the pokemon it just brought back good memories i think it's worth it for the nostalgia what is it this is like the 10th year anniversary of ruby and sapphire that's what commemorates these editions yeah like i think that's long enough i think it's totally worth a a purchase if that's your thing you know if you enjoyed those games growing up and if money's uh, tight you could always just get a 2ds i know Ah! i was thinking about that but like (laughs) don't for the love of god don't yeah it just wouldn't be the same like and the 2ds is like i don't know I don't know. I I think the 2DS might not be too bad of an investment because, oh. like, mo- with most people, you know, it's I turn on the 3D for the first hour or so of playing a game, and then eventually I turn it oh, off. Oh, that, well, that's the new. Hold on, that's not my new. problem with the 2DS. I just think it has a terrible design. Like, that too. It doesn't. It doesn't. Look a little weird. No clamshell. Like I need the clamshell, man. Yeah, that's true. It is nice to slip it into your pocket. The clamshell design. Yeah, That's 2DS awesome. will not fit in your po- your pocket. I'm curious with R- Ruby and Sapphire, these re-releases, do they perform as atrociously as X and Y did when 3D was on? I haven't heard. You I haven't like heard anything about it. Frame rate. Well, that's another thing is with the new, um, the new, iter- now I keep saying iteration. What, what are they calling the next? They're calling it the new 3DS. Are they there, don't have a real name really? for it. Okay. The it's new version, a, I guess, version. The new, yeah, the new 3DS. I hear the new 3DS is also going to have uh, a few more... I think uh, uh, triggers, and then also yes. it's going to have an upgraded CPU. 
Yeah, upgraded CPU, and it's going to have a new 3D screen that actually makes the 3D work and not hurt your eyeballs. And I hear uh, not only does it have better depth, but the camera will actually do eye tracking. So yes. it'll follow your eyes so that you can see the 3D at different angles. Exactly. That, that, that's like, that's how they fixed degree it. Angle. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. I hate everything now. That sounds really good. I know. Yeah, it and just I makes you feel like, reviews. wow, I bought it too early. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of reviews saying that, you know, they even like, even if, you know, they'd look away and come back and even if someone else was staring at the screen, it still followed their eyes, which I think is really nice. So. That's, I no, love that's pretty good. That's the kind of innovation I like from Nintendo. Nintendo, mm-hmm. yeah. Nintendo does a good job of, they, sometimes, as we know, they their innovation kind of doesn't work but it's hit or miss well, the it's, thing is it's Ninten- a home run or a strikeout well but- the thing is nintendo um say what you will about them in general or about their consoles but they are the kings of of uh handhelds like they have never oh, yeah, no. not do- done a good handheld i mean they're the kings the- of that oh yeah yeah no yeah no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Definitely. He tried to think of an exception and couldn't. Yeah, there isn't. So I'm thinking because you could pretty much list them all because there haven't been. I mean, there's been a lot, but like, what do you got? You the original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, which was amazing. Great, amazing. That was great, though. The DS, got, the DS Lite. Yeah, but DS. those are just. I, I'm calling like big upgrades, like Nintendo DS to 3DS. Yeah, the actual generation yeah. shift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and those were all. Yeah, you're right. Each one of those. Definitely was an awesome upgrade. Um, but anyway, I'm, I've got a list of games I want to talk about. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. do this. Okay, Strap well, me in. So so last week I didn't really play anything new, but instead uh, I'm just kind of going through my library. And I was going to pick out a few games that uh, that I, I have played that I haven't really talked about. So one of the ones was uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition. Have you guys heard of that? That is the best Have Pac-Man game ever that? released. That yeah, game is so amazing. I would tell you my suck story, that. Right? I would suck that game's cock if it had one. Oh, I, was, I would be. Ah. I have. I have the. I have all the trophies in that game. I love that game. I do too. Let me, let me just explain to you my. Uh, so yes, seemed in this one thing as Steam does, where it just popped in my library for free for a weekend. And Ooh. I was in one of those like states. I don't know if you've ever been in this state before, where you've got like. You don't really want to get into a game, but you don't also not want to play a video game. So you kind of yeah. want to like, and you only have a certain amount of time, like like an hour or two. So you oh, don't want to yeah. like start something new. So it's like that weird state. And I'm looking at this game in my library. So I'm like, all right. So I, I tried it. I'm expecting like classic. I have no idea what to expect. I'm expecting oh. like classic Pac-Man. Honestly, that's what I was expecting. Um, so, you know, I, I get in the game and, you know, it's, it's fairly simple to learn. And I realize it. You know, how do how do you guys want to describe it? It's pretty much like you you guys could probably describe to me how the game's different than regular Pac-Man better than I could. Trippy visuals, awesome beat heavy music. Yeah. Well, and the, the it's main, modernized so yeah. that you can play around in like 15 minutes and enjoy every fucking so, second so of it. So Kyle, which which version are you playing? Are you playing the the original or it's DX? It's called DX Plus. Okay, so DX okay, the big thing about the DX version is you basically form the the ghost into this giant conga line where they're oh, yeah, following yeah, yeah. you, and then you, you basically want to make this line as big as possible, and then oh, you yeah. grab a pill, and it's just boom, boom, boom. You like you're going chain well, yeah, them all like together. Yeah, it's like a freaking you know. Oh, oh it's rush, so awesome. You know, you you t- then you turn around, and I set the by default you're my control because you use the Xbox controller to play. It's not yeah. set to vibrate, so I'm like, what? And I turned it on, and it's like, oh, it feels so 
satisfying. <laughs> he oh loves the vibration. God. And I'm like, fuck all God, those ghosts. I, I know, right? No, right. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so pretty much, I, 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 I looked and see. Well, I want this game, and it was like, it was like a dollar, a dollar fifty cents. So I was like, done. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally so, worth it. Totally so I, worth I played it. here and there. So that that's game one. Okay, let's see here. Oh wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Another game is uh Star Wars Jedi Knight, Ac- Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Have I talked about that on the show? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you guys know the game? I know the game. Oh yes, I, I do. I know yeah, the so name. I I played it when I was I played it on the original Xbox, I believe. And uh, again, that I was young, so I didn't really. I wasn't really fully capable. I didn't have my video game prowess at the time, right? Oh. Yeah, so but but now going back to it cuz I I played it again. I really it was a really well-done game and I I know I just read some stuff online about it and people said it was like the first I mean you could have said uh, the one before that Jedi Outcast, but this this game series, the Jedi Knight was the first like game series to be able to play as a Jedi but really feel like you are that Jedi. And this, the controls and the things they allowed you to do were really fun. Like, you know, being able to wall run as you throw your saber and then lightning off, use a lightning shot off the wall. Or, you know, choke someone and throw them off a cliff to the side. Or see a rock coming at you using the force to push it back. Just little, like, mechanics that really drove the game. And the story wasn't that bad either, you know. It was, I enjoyed it. Oh, so, yeah. Sounds cheesy, awesome. But. I feel like a good Star Wars game is usually... It's usually... in indicative of a game that uses all the uh, kind of lore friendly uh, I don't know like powers like yeah no just being able to deflect stuff with the force I think it's those kind of games that let you do that that are usually the best also you got to fully pick which powers you want to level up for example if you wanted to go crazy on the lightning you could each time you could level up or let's say you know, you wanted to have sport. Like, for example, oh, one of the things that was great is um, I still remember these, like, specific moments where I walk into a room and I've got, like, five guns on me. And I'm like, oh, crap. So <laughs> so what I do is I, I use four speed. And at the highest tier, it slows down the whole world by 50%. So you can actually see the lasers coming at you, right? <laughs> so I'm actually weaving in between their shots and I'm decapitating them one by one and when time slows down you could see them all drop at once it was like that that scene you see in like the movies right but I was actually doing that it was not a cut scene you know I was actually so I just stuff like that so it's just a a game that I really enjoy and I, I was glad I was able to play it again on my PC that? Sounds good. Yeah. You know, like, are there? How's yeah. the mods for that game? I wonder because you know the it's mods an older are game. great. Matter of fact, I I don't know if this is a, um like a, a leak, but I didn't know I didn't know it went open source for a time, and then that was like a field day for the modders. Uh, so yeah, there are some really crazy mods. Um, some of the big ones are like the full conversion mods, where they're pretty much. I mean, you can imagine pretty much any single set in any of the movies, and they've oh, recreated it, or any of the. That's NPCs. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, I mean, and what I really like is um, that it's very well detailed, but they only have to get to a certain level of detail because the hardware, you know, the, the, the engine the game runs on only runs so well. So, for example, you could have about, you know, 100 averagely modeled and, uh, you know, NPCs, but it still feels like in the context of the game where it's, let's say, if you modded Skyrim and you wanted to make like an NPC from scratch, that's going to take a lot of time because you're used to a certain level of detail, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I, I did try some of the mods and what I wanted is like a, a force overhaul force overhaul mod because I the force is so good in that game I wanted something to like even take that to the next level I haven't really found one yet but I found that uh, I really I, I played a few mods but I really wanted it's hard to find a mod that uses the original I just wanted like a couple mechanic changes that I don't I don't see too many mods that just change a few of the mechanics like there's one idea that I had where you would you as you killed people your force would keep increasing so you could get into this like force like you know and then you could unleash it all at a certain moment and I feel like just that's just manipulating some numbers you know in the stats of the character but you know whatever Whatever, it's yeah. so good. No, I modders uh, get to work. Modders do good. Yeah, they do. They do what they do. I could keep talking. I could just. I've got my whole game library here, and I could just go through the things well, I haven't talked about. Let's do but, it. Well, like, I'm, I want to see I, what's, wait, what's up. Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a very substantial game library, Peter. How, so are these? This the is going to be the seven-hour cast. These seven are games hour. that I would love to just blab about for hours to anybody. So. You, you need to make some like notes and then next time and the next yeah, time like just yeah. have like series of notes stacked ready to talk about this shit because you, you, you know we yeah. love to we love going back to old stuff you, you want to make a, uh, a a segment that is just go- next Kyle in talks your about Kyle's games. library yeah. Kyle's yeah. library you guys are simply there so I don't feel like an idiot talking to myself oh <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I know. No. It's, you guys have you guys? We'll come back to me for something. You have you guys played something? Oh, we. Do you guys shit. play video games too? I've I don't played know a if lot. I play. Guys, I Do think I've grown games? up. I've grown up. I don't. I'm fuck this. I'm gonna go read a book. I'll. I'll talk to you never. <sighs> okay, so how yeah, about I, this? Um, damn it, Joe! Go watch Teen Zone. Learn how to okay, be a kid again. Okay, I'll, I'll be. I'll learn how to be a kid again. But Peter, what have you played? You sounded like you were interested in something. So I've about. been playing a hodgepodge of games. I've never heard of that game before. Tell me about hodgepodge. Well, it's you know you basically take all the all your games, you throw them in a big barrel, and you just spin. You just like kind of you know, you you take a big spoon, you stir them around. And then you just pour them out one by one and see what comes out. Basically, I've just been going through stuff that I needed to play um, and just trying out different random things and seeing what stuck. Um, but the thing that I that I played the most is uh, Little Big Planet Two. Uh, I yes, played through all of it um, today. I played through what? all of it today. How does it compare uh, to its game? Pre- Hold on, how long is the yeah. game? Any oh, yeah. it's not that long. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow, you. What are you doing on what the day of Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, the thing about Little Big Planet Two is that the levels are basically just like uh, they're just showing you what the tools can do, and the main part of the game is the creation aspect. Um, Peter, th- yes, I want, yeah, well, you to ch- I want you to channel that magic, that wonder that came to from little from Little Big Planet One. Yeah, I want you to feel uh, it. I want you to reach deep down in your soul. Recall that feeling, that nostalgia. Dude, it was amazing. Now, now take that amazing feeling, that wonder, that excitement. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does that compare to Little Big Planet Two? It's the, more of the same. Oh, is that say, bad or good for you? Yeah, tell me. So it's good in that I like. I've always loved the aesthetic of Little Big Planet. I've always loved the music of Little Big Planet. I've always loved. Just the world of Little Big Planet, but just like the first Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet Two has not very good platforming controls. 
But it's a pretty platforming heavy game, right? Oh yeah, All that's right. the thing. Like the the basic gameplay, and I and I love the creation aspect is so awesome. And actually, I tried to make my own levels, but the platforming is just so disappointing, and it's still disappointing to this day that they haven't changed it. But they because they feel so. Uh, they feel so trapped in that they want to keep compatibility with all the levels that have been made that they have to keep it the same. But I wish they would just say, forget that. We're going to change all the physics, scrap all these old levels. Let's just move forward with better physics. But I could even see them doing even, that for the PS4. No, no. Little they bit have. Kind of, oh. Yeah, the PS4 version uh, keeps the same physics. That's yeah, kind of why. Yeah, the version ha- I'm saying a little, little eventually at three. one point because the series is so good they'll have a PS4 exclusive. You know when they yeah, read it's it out. Yeah, PS4. Uh, little might. Big Planet Three just came out. Is that PS4 exclusive? It's PS4 and PS3, but the PS4 yeah, so. version like the issue with the physics were never limited by the PS3. It was yeah. largely a design decision. The exactly. way Little Big Planet works is it's a 2D platformer at heart, but they it's kind of 2.5D. No, I, I've seen the game footage. Yeah, I, I have yeah. an I have an idea. Oh yeah. The okay. thing is, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's they got rid limit. of that. They've gotten rid of yeah. the three plane oh, they movement. Did. Okay, so what is so it now? Now it's just raw back and forth, like no. you would have. Is it not? No, there's three planes. There's in actually three, more in Little it, Big it, Planet three. Yeah, in three wait, so there's in three there's more planes than ever. In three, in three, they've gotten rid of the three planes. No, there's no, there's there's still there's still three planes. In yeah, three? there's there's three okay, planes, wait, wait, wait. and actually you can even do plane jumping to where like you have multiple sets of three planes, so that we could have like six or nine planes. But I thought I thought I thought Sackboy didn't snap to them. Is my no, prime concern? No, he here. snaps. Like Little Big Planet three controls the same as Little Big Planet two. Oh, like it, it, ke- oh. it keeps compatibility with Little Big Planet two. Oh. Anything that's new is just added on. Oh. Um, but the the thing about Little Big Planet Three is it has more characters. So when you play as different characters, they kind of change the controls a little bit. But it's not substantial enough to say that they've really changed, like the base game or anything. I thought I thought they allowed Sackboy to move freely back and forth now, and that only the level would be designed with three planes. No. Oh. I'm afraid not, my my friend. Oh. It's a little, yeah. I like I really like I understand why they want to keep compatibility. Maybe just have some sort of weird compatibility mode that lets you play these old levels with the new game. But the physics are so frustrating. Like I'm trying to do very simple jumps and just because I jumped slightly like differently off of one ledge than another, I go flying in a weird way that I don't expect because of physics. It's like, it's it's not, it's definitely not Mario. It's not like Mario Precision. It's like, it's not good. It's not, it doesn't match up with what I expect from a platformer, you know? No, I totally get it. I guess. But the tools are still great. Like the atmosphere is amazing. You just feel so happy when you hear the music and you're running through the levels and oh, it's just creativity like overload. Amazing. What'd you say, Kyle? Well, I said I hear the like the aesthetics of the game are just amazing. Oh. Like just the the feeling it gives you. Oh yeah, it's it's great. And to, it's the like the feeling everything is great until you have to like do a platforming puzzle. And then you're well, like Well, that just sounds rotten. That doesn't <laughs> sound good at all. Everything's great until you play the game. Well, the thing is, I think that they <laughs> uh, so realized well that <laughs> I think they realized these limitations more so in the second game because you know in the first game there's a lot of it, a lot of jumps and stuff. In the second game, there's a lot less platforming, 
but it creeps up a little bit in the later stages because they're like, oh, it's the last level, got to make it tougher. But in the in like the first half of the game, I'd say there's basically little to no real platforming. Okay, wait. So when you're not doing platforming, then what are you doing? Running through the levels, uh, seeing different uh, like little creations because they they in the big addition in uh, Little Big Planet Two was that you could make creatures really easily. So you can like jump on this giant bunny and have it hop around or be on this like there's a bunch of different like creatures you can control like you get on this can on a camel and you're making the camel go places and shooting things with guns and spraying water on things like they they find a lot of like things to do besides just jumping okay because they know the jumping's so weak well I mean doesn't have to be weak. Oh, in the game, you mean? I was just like, yeah. Mario did fine with jumping. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, no, I love, I love platformers. Like, I would say it's probably my favorite genre. I feel like that's like a. Well, how old are you? How old are you? I'm, I'm almost 22. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have a large enough sample size, but I, a lot of the people who I know are like in that mid, like 20s ish. They seem to like love platformers, but. I mean, that's the era we grew up in. I can yeah. attest to but, that. You know, I, and that, that actually makes sense because, for me, I love, like, open-world games. And those were getting real popular as I was getting up. And they still are mm-hmm. pretty popular. But. Well, yeah. Still, yeah. But I'm talking like I'm in a different generation. Like, I'm, I'm 19, so like, that's just a few years. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not <laughs> a really big difference. Well, I mean, games don't change it, fast. It, it, like, they don't change know? fast, but there are eras where yeah. some uh, genres thrive uh, a lot more than others. There's we platformers. Were, we, there's fir- first-person shooters. Are kind of they were kind of the big thing in between yeah. 2009 and oh, yeah, yeah. 2010 or 2011, and they're still kind of here, but they've lost a lot of their luster. Yeah, yeah. they're slowly no, falling by the wayside. We were in this like platformer bubble where like there was like this three-year period where everything had to be a furry creature that was jumping around and doing Mario, things. Donkey Kong, Crash Bandicoot, like. Sonic tie, the Hedgehog. Tie the tiger, like tie all these weird ones. Tie the fucking tiger. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, you know, there there are bubbles here and there, so we do have our preference, and then there was the open world sandbox that kind of popped up around uh, 2002 to 2008. Yeah, because that was the first time, like, hardware could really, like, really support a beautiful, like, fully open world game. Exactly. Yeah. So, Going you know. back to Roger Rabbit. But, now that's an open world game, <laughs> but yeah, especially with Little Big Planet too. I think I think that I like Little Big well, Little Big Planet too, and just Little Planet, bleh, Big Planet in general. I like it just because it kind of evokes those uh, that nostalgia trip that oh yeah has long been lost, but it does it in a new IP or well recent IP. It's not new anymore, but you know it's it's different. It's not yeah. something that we have seen to death over the past. 20 years of our lifetime mm-hmm. so yeah i would say like it's the most recent game series that i actually get nostalgic feelings for considering it only came out what like 2008 just come joe just come over and sing that to me all day i'll sing you a serenade yeah that's the uh song from the beginning of the game I'm just thinking of nostalgia and stuff. You know what? I, I actually saw a movie today. I was talking to you guys earlier before that we started the podcast. I saw the, the theory of anything, uh, everything. But anyway, um, the, one of the trailers for the movie was uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh. It was the first time I saw a trailer in... Th- yeah, the first trailer I've ever seen of the movie. And uh, I mean, special effects-wise, like they had this uh, one clip of the Millennium Falcon 
Yes. And that like oh was, yeah i mean you, i mean because you the only times you've seen that is i mean it's like you know the original the original trilogy right mm-hmm. and it looks so good i mean oh man i don't i you know i think i think it really could be good i don't know I, oh I'm very, i mean i'm very nervous dude, jj know jj knows what he's doing like he's, he's no he, george he's, he's no who, george like, lucas star trek right yeah, like JJ Abrams has a good he got, track he got record. Star Trek and Star Wars. He got both the both sides. Oh yeah. Dude, he yeah. did it. He's living the dream. Some people are worried. I'm not worried because are you honestly, worried about lens flares? <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm a sucker for a good dude, lens I want flare. It. I am too. I, I saw that flare. lens flare with the Millennium Falcon and I'm like, yes, we're moving into yeah. the modern era, people. The only thing I <laughs> the only thing I didn't like was his the the stupid uh lightsaber with thirteen sabers <laughs> the lightsaber with two well, side sabers. I, I like see, what I don't is think that? Is that how they're gonna I don't think that's how they're gonna redo lightsaber. That looked like an ancient Sith. Well, I, well, yeah. I, I'm not saying they're going to redo it. What I'm saying is that that makes no fucking sense. I like, mean, your well, hand it makes would... sense in ancient Sith. Like, we... That's like that's how ancient. No, because you if you you move your lightsaber wrong and you end up stabbing yourself in the chest or cutting I... your hand you're not, off. You're not understanding. I'm saying they're keeping to the lore of ancient Sith. You know what I mean? I don't know it's... what you mean by lore of ancient Sith. That's never okay, been so in any of the know, movies. Star Wars has a whole bunch of lore because books have come out and video games and crazy. Yeah, but before... that's different than what you put in the movie. Like you should put stuff in the movie that makes sense. Like there's tons of lore in Star uh... Wars that makes absolutely no sense. All okay. I know is Darth Maul had a fucking two lightsabers. Yeah, so that was I badass. am open and welcome to any crazy and ass design. That weird curve thing. And exactly. You know, every time, every okay, time they Duke come out with something stupid. new, everyone's like, "Whoa, what's that?" And then you know, eventually becomes well, what is the word? Canaan. Uh, 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 um, can- canonical. But the thing is, no, 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 I don't think it's a word. Um, canonical. When something then becomes official, like it's the canonical. Official. Canonical. Oh, is that the word then? Okay, yeah. Canon. Well, it, it becomes canon, canon it. and it is right. canonical. The right. Canonical is, is the noun, and canon is also. Is this okay to talk about Star Wars now? Because we totally. We're like, already down this fucking hole. Dude, Let's finish it out. The thing is, Kyle, like, Count Dooku's lightsaber, take it or leave it. Honestly, I I just ignore most of the prequels. Um, and I don't really care. Like that's 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 just like a bent up lightsaber, whatever. This just doesn't make any logical sense because your hand's going to run up against the the saber well, and cut remember, itself. Remember, Sith are about intimidation. It's not supposed to... It's just supposed to look like, oh, shit. I just... I don't... I guess scary. I don't see how anyone could defend that design. I think... I agree oh, with the intimidation really? idea. I think the intimidation idea... Like, you know what's intimidating? Sith like don't even need an awesome Darth saber. Maul did this choke people with their mind. Darth Maul did the same shit where it's yeah. like, oh, he has one lightsaber. Her, her, her. Then another one comes out the other sides and everyone's like, oh, fucking yeah. shit. Holy himself. shit. But his lightsaber didn't come out himself. of the 90 degree angle of his saber and go into his hand. Like, that's I, a little different. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't even touch that part of the hilt. You know, and who knows? I Maybe in the movie that he uses it for some, like, incredibly useful way and you're like, good thing. Maybe. That, I hope so. Okay, let me just the reason I was talking about this is because it made me think I cannot wait for the next like next gen Star Wars game. When, when was the last time we had? When was the last like big Star Wars game? And well, I don't mean like the Connect Star Wars. Like I mean like it, you know actual Star Wars game. The Clone For, Wars. Force for Unleashed. PS3. Force oh, Unleashed. No. Really? No. 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 Force Unleashed was the last one I think they really Force pushed. Unleashed Two would be the last. Yeah. One. Force yeah. Unleashed Two came out after the Clone Wars. Yeah, that was where they like really pushed the last. Oh, wait, one. No, wait, not Knights of the Old Republic. 
not no the uh, oh the old republic. The old republic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, the memo was. All right, all right. That, that was, that's a good point. That but I'm talking like single player. Yeah. But anyway, I I remember they were working on thirteen thirteen. It got canceled. Right, but also uh, Battlefront. Oh yeah, that's coming. That's still coming. Yeah, when not, is that supposed to be coming again? Um, uh, next year. Maybe at best. I at am best. absolutely psyched for Battlefront. I I, oh, I feel dude. like. That's it. I, I I say this now, but I, I I feel like that'd be tough to get wrong because we have we have we know how to make a good well, arguably a, a, a relatively good first person shooter, right? Or is it gonna be right. first? Because it's, gonna, it's gonna be person. first person. It's gonna be first person. I know is that it? goes that runs contrary to the traditional Battlefront. Yeah. I looked it up. I think it is gonna be first person because this was a point of like a lot of people were and quote, they have upset. they've already been able to make the whole you know feel like you're in the Star Wars yeah. universe. So if they can combine a great first-person shooter with the feeling of a Star Wars universe, I feel like they could really make yeah. it. You know, especially if they add, you know... I feel like this movie is going to really inspire... I mean, I guess they've already done a lot. If it's going to be out <laughs> next year, they've already done a lot of work It's already. either going to be out next holiday season or they're going to realize that whatever Battlefield coming out is probably going to be too like similar, and they're going to push one of the two back. Probably Battlefront, yeah. just because that's well, not that hasn't I th- been tested. I think they would want to line it up with the movie as much as possible. That's oh, true yeah, too. Definitely. That's oh shit, you're right. That's true too, dude. Can you imagine like same like I would totally same day do that. go to the theater and watch the movie, and then go home and then play Battlefront. All or night. they could line it up with the movie's release on Blu-ray. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be one of yeah. those two. I believe that's how it's going to. Well, end I'm up. sure because you know this is the first time we have. They'll both be in the same graphics wise. They'll both be on the same playing mm. field. You know what I mean? And we haven't had a movie, uh, a Star Wars movie, on the same graphical playing field as a, a video game. You know what I'm saying? Do you know I, what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, no, I get it. You can evoke you can evoke imagery from the movie you know, the, a lot the better you on see a console. In the movie, you can now see in the game. Where exactly. You can, you can run it almost real time. I, I just hope that they can nail, like, the... Like, um... Like, uh, when I go back to play something like like Metroid uh, Prime, you know how, like, you're in the visor. You're Samus. Like, you feel that you're in the suit. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how, that's how I want to feel when I'm a stormtrooper in this game. Well, you know? I felt like... Uh, I felt like... I, maybe I was too young, but I felt like in Battlefront 2... I thought the campaign was really good. Was is that? Would you agree with that? It was okay. not bad. Gonna, yeah. It was very half done, but it had a good story around that's, it. I yeah. think that's Context what I liked. It. Is I exactly. felt like I was, and one of the games I wanted to play is uh, Star Wars Republic Commando because I hear that's also it's an old mm-hmm. game. But oh yeah, also, yeah. But no, dude, Battlefront Two. Like I played it as a kid and loved it, but I went back a while ago. It's kind of gnarly going back. What do you mean by but, that? Like the the campaign, it's it's not very good when you go back to it. But at the time, I really enjoyed it. Well, maybe that's all that matters. But maybe I shouldn't go back and just. Yeah, do good memory. I, I don't recommend going back. I agree that they cannot. I don't think they can mess it up. Like unless it like unless they have some really substantial bugs. As well, long yeah, as there's yeah. a little bit of polish, it's well, impossible to make that gameplay bad. Again? Is it Dice that's working? Dice. It's a Dice Sweden, so I well, what, have a, what I have the utmost Sweden. I remember them saying like they keep they kept pushing it back, and I remember their their statement is you know we have this opportunity and we mm. know how many fans are counting on us for this. The, the exactly the history we sure is we weird. Right. The history is weird because the game was in constant development by, I believe, Pandemic, who is owned by LucasArts. Right, yep. yeah. And then, um, and then at some point, yeah, and at some point it's like, well, fuck, we can't do this because Pandemic is done. Um, 
And then Lucas And then went Lucas out. is done. And then everyone <laughs> is done. And no one is everyone is done. And so because of that, it's like, well, what do we do? Well, EA picked up the IP rights and from there they released a trailer last E three teasing at the possibility and eventual confirmation of a Battlefront three. Um, the people who are working on it is Dice Sweden, who are known for the Battlefield series, and I believe they were both they worked on both bad companies, uh, one and two, which were both really great games. Oh, yeah. That um, makes me even more excited. Yeah, exactly. They were yeah. introductions and they for have, Battlefield. And those into the Battlefield market. bad company, those have the same not they're not the same game, obviously, but they have the same kind of you're in a group, you're doing you're you're fighting, you know what I mean? It has that mm-hmm. kind of I feel like it's it's transferable. It was com- yeah, it was it was a com- compartmental uh, compartmentalized combat in which you had a squad and then that squad was part of a team and then it was team against team so it was very much cooperative while at the same time it was a little bit more chaotic so they got the best of both worlds yeah and I'm i think just- that would transfer very well because battlefront has always been a battlefield clone at heart mm-hmm. just without the battlefield yeah. developers and oh. system so i'm just also hoping I've- that oh sorry no you okay well i was just gonna say as someone that doesn't typically play a Battlefield game, but played Bad Company, that makes me excited that these guys are the ones working on it because I felt Bad Company had like character to it. Like it, it didn't feel like oh, it's just a modern day shooter. No, like you could like it had character and you and you uh, felt good playing it because they're like the characters in the game were endearing in some ways. It know? wasn't generic military man number two. It exactly. was this is Sweetwater. This is a. Uh, Fuck! I've already. God damn it! It's been so long since I played those games. <laughs> you know what I just thought about is okay. So one of the things I loved because I know I'm gonna get so much hate on the internet for this, but I actually enjoyed the the what's how do you call it? the non-original prequel the the prequel right the, the prequels yeah I the Star Wars prequels those. I thought you enjoyed they were, oh my god yeah I thought they were distinctly different than the original three. But I In still they, enjoyed them. They're terrible. <laughs> All right, look. Just this is let him speak out. his piece. Let's no, not I'll, get I'll listen to that. I, I humored uh, Robert Park the other day when you, he sent me pictures. So. You can humor this. All right, go humor on. This. Go on, Kyle. So, yes. regardless of, but anyway, I liked them and I enjoyed that universe and that storyline. Um, maybe okay from a cinematic standpoint, they might have been the best movies, but I enjoyed them. You know what I mean? I love Star Wars enough that I enjoyed new stuff. But anyway. What I really liked is in Battlefront 2, you were you were kind of playing through the story, but not the story. You know what I mean? The story was happening. You knew yeah. the story was happening, but you were like in the battles of the story. Like I It had we, tie-ins to the story. Yeah, it was yeah. not like, directly related. I like that. I really like that. And I'm wondering, with this new really Battlefront cool. game that's going to be coming out, are they going to have tie-ins to this new Star Wars movie that's going to come out? Like, Are we going to be playing through this, the, the story of the new Star Wars movie? Ten bucks says yes, and if not, it's going to be in DLC. They're going to do some time. Oh yeah, I, though, I mean they did. But I mean that means they must have, they would have to have been collaborating. I mean I guess they're all the same. Comp. I mean, I, mean, I would expect so. Yeah. Uh, Many movie games have at least six months worth of collaboration directly. Like I would I would not be surprised if I just hope it's not a movie game. Here. You don't. Oh think it no, would be, no 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 no! Yeah. It, it, it won't, won't be a movie game. And that's it'll why do, it'll awful. do the side thing <laughs> like like two did. It, yeah, at mo- and that's why I said DLC, because I guarantee you they're going to try to promote these two side by side in some way, shape, or form. It's oh, just yeah. a matter of how directly, and I guarantee you they're not interested in making a movie game. I'm just hoping that the, and I, it's just, maybe it's just I'm more aware of it than I used to be in past years, 
But it just there seems to be a lot more politics in video games than they've been in the past because they're getting so big now. And you have like before, you know, it was niche, and now it's like huge. Like now you have big, big companies working on video games. Like you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just hoping that like it doesn't fall victim to like an EA uh, money ploy or some kind of you know laziness or you know bad bad port to the PC or just some kind mm-hmm. of. I don't. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I well, think, Dice I think Sweden with, started yeah. out on the PC. I guarantee you that the PC port, if nothing else, will be spectacular. Which yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Though. Have had some pretty bad. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I guarantee. I and that's why I trust Dice Sweden most of yeah. all because they've been there since the beginning, and they've had a hand in getting these games onto consoles as well. So they're kind of the best of both, you know. Like, yeah, yeah I, Kyle. I, I trust Kyle, their I would, ports. I would say that. Uh, this is the best situation we could have asked for for this game. Like that's I don't know true. who yeah, else could good, have developed this. I could make. think of no other developer who is more capable and more competent of bringing us a Battlefront game. Like these are I'd, literally the I'd people who made okay the model with, that um, is Battlefront. Well, probably not. I they made know. the they made the model at least for the Battlefield series, yeah. which is what Battlefront is heavily influenced off. And of. keep in mind the I know this is weird, but the a the the, the age of the men who are working on these games. At this point, we're about the like the prime age for full comprehension and love of like the movies, right? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No? So I feel like they don't not only are making the games for the fans, but in a way they're making the game for themselves. They want to be proud. Because, you know, it'd be like uh, Joe, what's like your favorite franchise of, or anything? Your favorite like movie or I don't know. You know what I mean? My favorite like my favorite franchise to follow you just something, yeah. Oh shit, that's a good question. Oh, just don't think. Just Joe, what do you love? You really love. Just, I I do love Final Fantasy. No, it can't be a video game. I'm movies, trying to use an example movies, here. Let, okay, let me just make movies. Let's say, yeah. Uh, st- st- star, hmm, star, st- Star Wars. How about um, this? Fuck. God, Joe, you're you, not you, You're putting like, me on the goddamn okay, Kyle, spot. Here, no, I'll, this I'll is you your mine. only problem. I'll tell you mine, Peter, Kyle. Peter, just go. Just say uh, right. The Matrix. Okay, there. so let's say Matrix. I mean, Peter, you were you were assigned to make um, a video game based off the yep. Matrix. Let's say they're coming out. You would not only be wanting to make it for all the Matrix fans out there. You would want to be saying, I feel as a personal fan and a love of the series, I want to make sure I can produce the very best Matrix game I can get out there. And I feel like a lot of the people at Dice Sweden feel that way. So I mm-hmm. think they have a lot of personal personal uh, want to make this game really really do well. Totally. Yeah. I feel That's like some totally. other companies you could say, you know, you could say, "Hey, it's a great game, but there's, you know, you know, like for example like Assassin's Creed, right? Because it wasn't ever like um like like a cult following like, you know, Star Wars would be, right? Or you know, a huge, mm-hmm. you know, y- you could say, "Yeah, I, I love the series, but I don't have a personal like childhood connection or love with it, you know. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. How 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 far are we in now? Oh, About an hour almost. Well, we're yeah. getting there, but that's a okay with me. Yeah. Because well, <sighs> so Peter, what is else? This is so jarring. But what else is in your? <laughs> let's hodgepodge? just go. I like to let's think go that down this hodgepodge. We're, we're popping. We're popping out a stack. I think we are what, popping. How out we a talk stack. is a stack, a conversation stack. It's a okay. Pushing you know onto the stack and popping it we off. We had a good conversation. Uh, yes, exactly. Who gives a shit about good segues? Let's just move on. Peter, okay, wh- I got f- I got four games to go through, and wow. we'll go in them 
in the order that I was doing my own discovery of them. If that makes any sense. Do it. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you guys know Poker Night at the Inventory? Is that with the cartoon characters? It's the... Uh, it, yeah, it has a bunch of different game characters playing poker, uh, including Gladys, um, oh, Claptrap, you got uh, wait, Sam wait, and Max. Is this a movie or something? No, no, it's a game. You just play how poker. They, it's a $15 those... game on uh, Steam, I believe. But how well, do they it's, get all, those... it's, all, it's on everything. But how do they get those play people on... Like, how do they get those guys... Those are all different franchises. Yeah, how they they, uh, they talk to people. And actually, they got... Uh, what's the guy from uh, Heart of Darkness? I forget his name. I know, yeah. mm-hmm. I know they got a guy from Venture Brothers. Yes, they got him too. They got so many random characters, and they come together. The interactions with the characters. Wait, what is this game called? Great. Again? I got, I got uh, Poker Night at the Inventory. There's a second one as well. I was playing the second one, but I was just calling it. It Poker should Night be on Inventory. Steam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just poker. You're just playing poker. I suck at poker. Well, do they? Do they? How do they? Oh my gosh! Yeah, they do have like. They got everybody. Well, not everybody. Well, Oh, and I love also how they kept the aesthetic of that game, too. Like, they're just someone's, like, thrown in there. Oh, yeah, it's great. They like, don't I, try to normalize them at all. They're no, all no, no. in their well, specific how they, styles. I don't understand, like, how... So, do they say things that are funny? Oh, like, yeah, that, that's the entire game. Like, it's a pretty... It's like it's it's an okay poker game, but what really makes it fun, and um, Joe can attest to this, I, I don't really play poker, nor do I understand poker, nor do I seek to understand poker, but I was playing it just to hear what they were saying and, like, conversing with, with each other because that's what really makes the game fun. And, I don't know, I played uh, maybe, like, five or six hands and uh, just was enjoying what they were saying, and then I was like, okay, I'm out of here because I'm losing every hand. I'm $60,000 in the hole. I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, besides that, like, it's pretty cool. I, I, I think it's if you like poker, like, it's a no-brainer. Like, it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty fun experience. So... I, do they have all the original voice actors for the characters? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it sounds like a great game, but I don't understand how you get all those people to, you know. I mean, I think one thing to keep in mind is people who provide voiceovers are surprisingly underpaid. Oh yeah, they they need that's work. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless yeah, you're like a, re- a legitimate actor. Exactly. Yeah, unless you're none like, of those what, are. Uh, Kevin Spacey, like from uh, Kevin Call Spacey Duty, or Chris Advanced Rock. Warfare. Could you imagine how much money do you think they paid Kevin Spacey to be in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? Uh, millions. Warfare? Yeah, millions. I mean, it of must dollars. have been like. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, what's the next <laughs> game? That sounds really cool. I'll check that out. I, I recommend go ahead, especially if you like poker. I don't even like poker and I enjoyed it. Um,. Wipeout HD. Is that for the PS3, the free yeah. PS Plus one? Wait, does that have anything yeah. to do with the TV show Wipeout? N- no, absolutely nothing. Absolutely okay, nothing. Okay. This is a futuristic racer. Um, British oh, wait, wait, F-Zero. This is Wipeout. This is... Um, British like a... F-Zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this, yeah. This game I had this came game out for the years... PSP. Oh, yeah, this is, this is same, a... Yeah, this is a same series, uh, new, different game. Okay, so I have to be truthfully honest... The, maybe the PSP version was bad. It was like platinum or something like that, or like it had great ratings, and I got it. And I even like racing games. I didn't just like the oh, game. Oh, dude! Didn't get it. I, maybe, People I, love I the PSP not. version. It is not your typical racer game. Maybe I really, I really like it. I, I, I'm I might have kind to try of, it again. I'm split on it. Like I like the aesthetics of it, 
but the gameplay wise, it is kind of difficult to get into because it's it just hard. Didn't feel, it's hard. It felt, now this is I'm talking about the PC, the PS, PSP, right? They all they all play the same. They have the same. They they they've. they've uh, it's one of those series where it's really hardcore, so they try to keep the same handling model. Because it's, if they yeah, sh- it's like the one thing it was like the mechanics were they felt like the mechanics existed just to exist as a, a good mechanic system, but the way it like looked didn't seem to it's very hard for me to describe because oh i never played the psp version but um i'll tell you what the ps3 version looks amazing like yeah even that's going, also too it's like i didn't even really get, back I didn't years really later get graphics treat on the psp so maybe that's a big part of it mm. is having that kind of like you know on the psp it's just eh, you know yeah. graphics wise no like this this came out in like 2008 and it still looks really good like the art is just so fantastic i i just was I uh, played a lot of it when it first came out, and I was going back because there was a lot of challenges I never did, and I've uh, been going through those challenges. It's, I'm just really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a good game. Like if anyone has a PS3, I totally recommend getting it. I'm actually considering. I'm, I mean, I, you could pretty much say I'm considering giving like literally every console. <laughs> of course, I have no money, so this is silly. But I was thinking because I always kind of wanted a, a PS3, and now that the next ones come out, the, I mean, the, when the PS4 came out, the, like the PS3 considerably dropped in price. I mean, it's really, it's, it's really, it's really cheap now. The console is like two hundred now. Yeah. I think it's it's two hundred with like a game. Like Bar- you get a game with it. Bargain bin prices for games have dropped considerably. Like I know when the PS4 came out, I picked up Final Fantasy Thirteen for like seven bucks. Like yeah. a lot yeah. of the ga- a lot of the games uh, pre two thousand twelve have get dropped for, down to like, like ten dollars or so. So it's pretty reasonable if I you want to catch up on old stuff. Yeah, I'd only get it for like some PS3 exclusive or a console yeah. exclusive. Like for example, Little Big Planet, Red Dead Redemption, which I still never played, uh, Last of Us. I love. Although then again, I feel like I heard it because PS4. it was the end of the life cycle. It didn't play very well. Regardless, it was an amazing game. Uh, no, it, it played great. Just uh, you could rate. you could see that they were pushing that console to the limit. Like it broke at the seams in a few spots. But it, I don't think it wasn't gameplay that it affected. It was more like oh, there's like. A little bit of clipping over here and like okay. well anyway but games like that which i i haven't really had to a chance to experience i'm sure i could get even a longer list but i'd like that yeah one day one cool. day but uh and then i jumped into defiance you guys remember defiance why would well, you do this wait 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 why do i remember that name what it, it, okay so it was like this trans media thing where they were gonna have a tv show a game and like every time with, with every episode of the tv show they were gonna update the game and like keep it going mmo style and you would like group up with friends and like different things like story arcs in the game would affect the tv show and vice versa oh now i remember oh wait hold on is this where you're like solving a mystery is it some am i not thinking it's not it's not a mystery it's more of like you honestly i wasn't paying attention okay, to the story right, right, right. it seemed okay, more I, like seeing, a, a giant war now. there's a war going on it's a war um but wait is the tv show still running i have no idea it's this a came out, sci-fi original series so let that speak for itself oh yeah <laughs> the thing is it, it, it's i mean it's free with ps plus so i was just like let's just see let's see what the fuck's going in here Going on, going on in here. There's a lot of people playing that game. I was there was a ton of people that I was running into. That game, I did. I thought it was not good. <laughs> um, 
it tries to like make an MMO very active and like third person shootery. So wait, how close is this to like sorry, how close is this to like Planet Side Two? I have not played Planet Side Two. So it's not close at all. Let me okay. be the person to tell you. It's not yeah. it's it's like an MM, it's like a third person shooter MMO that's no good. Yeah, it's it's not good. It uh what, is it it just... chugs constantly. And it's hmm. boring. Oh, it's so boring. Like, I don't understand... Like, every cutscene that happens... I, I at, at a point, I thought the game was broken because there was no sound. There's guys beating the shit out of each other and, like, buildings toppling. No sound effects for, like, rocks or anything. Like, there's no sound. It, like, this could have been good if they just put some oomph, like, some sounds behind it, you know? And, and now that the TV show's over, like, it's just... Because that concept's really cool to have mm-hmm. the video game affect the TV show. Oh yeah, it's a cool idea. Oh yeah. No, but people are still playing it. I think it's just because it's free on PlayStation. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if it like pops free recently, like you know, that's really because that definitely mm-hmm. gets a big surge of new players. Cool. But yeah, besides that, like I played the first mission. I was just like, this game's like there's no music playing. There's no sounds during it just it just feels so empty even though there was tons yeah. of people around me. Yeah, I know what you mean. So sad. And then we come to my last thing. The last thing. Well, the last PS the last of my hodgepodge. Besides that, I, I mentioned I was playing Killer Instinct on Xbox One, but here's the last of my hodgepodge. Puppeteer. Do you guys know Puppeteer? Do they oh, have Do I... they have crotches or is it all flat down there? <laughs> They're puppets. I don't know. <laughs> no, I have uh, not actually seen that game. I I have it. I think free on PS Plus. But yeah, I'm I mean, getting around to playing it. And that is why I was started playing it's, it. So it's for the PS3. You saying it's on PS3? It's Sony developed. It's is this. I, oh, is this that game? It's like a really. It's got like a really interesting like art style yeah yeah is that that no it's the art style is so good like it's amazing the game this is oh yeah you get the different hats and stuff yeah this is the game yes okay that's it actually they're heads you completely rip off your head and replace it with a different head and doesn't that give you like different powers and stuff yeah you get different powers yeah so for so for the people who i guess for the people can you explain a little bit more about the game for the people who don't uh so what basic- is the puppeteer? I haven't played the puppeteer. So basically, so for people like Joe, you know, the <laughs> I'm ones. stupid. What is the puppeteer? So the conceit in this game is that it's a puppet show. So every stage, like every part of a level, takes up one one screen as if it was on a stage in a real puppet show, and the all the characters look like puppets and actually have strings coming off of them, like "Hey, I'm a puppet," and move like puppets, and they look like puppets, and so. I guess the basic idea is that you're this guy, like, they're taking souls from all these kids or something. I, I haven't really understood that part of it. Joe, but, you, you gotta look up screenshots. To, you, you, yeah. talk, you can't, unless you see a screenshot, you can't, like, understand. Yeah, it, like, it's made of real materials. It takes the little big planet thing yeah, and, and takes yeah. it to another level. It, I feel like they could have been. They could almost. You could almost say they are inspired by it. But it looks completely different. But it's just that whole. Uh, you have real objects in a world that don't can't be real. Kind of yeah. like ish. Yeah. But you. So basically, you have these magic scissors that you stole from this one guy, and he's trying to get you get get them back from you. 
but you're trying to escape because they st- they are like taking little kids' souls and trapping them to do their bidding. So that's why you're going around with these scissors to free these souls um, from the puppets. I don't know. I it's the, it's really like, I it's really the cool. Opening to the game being like, now I just I was just like watching let's plays and stuff. Yeah. I remember like the opening is like. Oh yeah, like it just makes you it just puts <laughs> you in that world and you were just ready. Definitely. That, oh yeah. And, and the thing is like, I don't know, the honestly the cutscenes, I think they look awesome and I I actually like I like to watch them, but I don't understand what's going on nor do I really care about the characters, but they're they're just so impressive to see on screen like the art style and stuff. It's really a good experience, and actually, I was gonna say you mentioned you you uh, draw the line to Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. This is what Little Big Planet should control like. Okay, Puppeteer well, I haven't played. I haven't controls. actually played Ivan Thumbs. So. Oh yeah, but like what I'm saying is like it, it tightens up the controls. Like well, this is how Little Big Planet should control. Send them a letter. <laughs> send them a letter. That's the only way consumers can. That or boycott their things. That's the only way we can influence the market. Yeah, little big planet fucks. <laughs> I've been playing this game. It's called Puppeteer. And you have to. You you have to email much has to be better like, game. P- PS3 better. sucks at gmail.com Fuck or something like you, that. You <laughs> suck boy. Excuse me while I go fuck my cat. <laughs> 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 All right, we're cool. You, but yeah, that's that's it. I, I've been go- I've been slowly making my way through that one. That's gonna take me a while. That uh, I checked that game's like ten hours long. But <laughs> that's <not a> long. <laughs> yeah, Nowadays, but it's it's, like... it's 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 really good. Like I'm just enjoying like all the uh, it's it's just really appealing aesthetic and everything is really clever. Like it, it's just really clever. Like that's all I can really say about it. Like there's nothing like uh, crazy uh, new about it because it's just a 2D platformer, but the way that they package it just makes it feel new. That sounds cool. Yeah. No, I, I know. I remember when I saw it for the first time, it was like, God, it's so fresh. I love when game companies do that. They give you something that's fresh. Like, like you could see that game as aside from like Little Big Planet, you can't say like, oh, that game's just like this other game. You almost have to like mm-hmm. either describe it in detail to somebody who's never seen it before. I say you got to look up screenshots or like a, a gameplay. You know, games like that where you can't just be like, like well, it's like, Valve does this a lot. But, like, for example, <laughs> like, think about all the, like, the Call of Duty, like, clones. Like, if you're, if I'm telling you about a game that's, like, a Call of Duty clone, what do I have to say? It's like, oh, yeah, it plays just like Call of Duty. It's like, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not fresh. That's not, like, you know, something new. Not feeling fresh about that. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got something to talk about. Unless we wanted to get onto news or Joe wanted to actually speak in this podcast. I haven't said Jack. Oh, wait, what do you have to say, out of curiosity? Oh, it was the game series I want to talk about, but I have to preface it, so. All right, well, there will be no prefaces while I'm around. I'll start talking about what I want to talk about real quick. Um, I platinum strider in a solid two hours, 15 minutes. Woo! Woo! Speedrunning is fun, kids. You should all try it. The game was much easier on normal. I would recommend playing it on easy <laughs> if you think normal was too hard. Hmm. Yeah, that game is uh, that game is a solid five out of ten, or to be more fair, three out of five. Um, not much to say about that. That's what I've been playing. 
Uh, I've made some mistakes, guys. What did you do? Black Friday has been upon us. Yeah. And I've been much more active on Amazon than I should be. Wait, what do you? What'd you buy? I. You go crazy. I have bought Mercenaries too. Yeah. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Oh, for the PC. The, for the P. No. 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 Come on. Another something. It starts with a P. And it ends with. Either a two or a three. <laughs> I, okay, wow. I, okay. So, Mercenaries 2. For those of you who don't know, and this would have been a great segue earlier, but I do- thought it was kind of like a little bit more off topic than it should be. Uh, Pandemic released Mercenaries 2 around the release of the Xbox One and the PS3. Fuck, I did it again. The Xbox 360 oh. and the PS3. Um, and it was... Pandemics, I want to say it was their last game. It was near that time where they went yeah. away forever. And as a result, Mercenaries 2, the sequel to the awesome game Mercenaries 1, was released, and it was the worst game of the two. And it was actually pretty bad in its own right. Um, So they released it for both last-gen and first-gen consoles. Fuck. First-gen? That's not a thing. It was last... <laughs> It was released both for the PS3, Xbox 360, and the Xbox and the PS2. So it was kind of in that awkward phase we're in right now, only about five to seven years earlier. And the thing that made it interesting was that the games were not directly comparable. Uh, You know, in this uh, cross-gen, we have the same games being released on both platforms, and usually the only difference is it, graphics upgrades. And that's largely it. Maybe some more content. But mm-hmm. otherwise, they're very similar um, from a raw gameplay perspective. These games, though, the difference between Mercenaries 2 on the PS2 and the PS3, where they were basically different games. Um, similar map, but the map layout was completely different. The PS2 was marginally downsized. Uh, because it could not accommodate the improvements that the PS3 added on to it. And I had played Mercenaries 2 on the PS3 once upon a time, never got around finishing it, and I figured with this holiday season come up, I thought $3 was a steal to buy it for. For that game, and it was a bad game, and it was an early game. And going back to it, uh, patches resolved some of the issues that were had with it at launch, but there's still noticeable issues with it. Um, collectibles do not track track correctly. Um, if you collect something in one area, it might count twice for whatever reason. There's a lot of really weird kind of just counting glitches in that game. Uh, nothing too bad, you know. It's not nothing game breaking, I guess I would say. Anyway, though, I had bought the PS3 version, played it, not liked it, but played it nonetheless. And it remind it it reminded me of a time back when I only had a PS2 where I said I will get Mercenaries 2 for the PS2 and not the PS3 because the PS3 at the time was six hundred dollars. I never got around to that, and I ended up getting it for the PS3 when I eventually got that. Well, I'm gonna go back to uh, about fourteen, fifteen year old me, and I decided to purchase Mercenaries 2 for the PS2. So this holiday season, I'm going to give both of those games a spin, one for the PS2, one for the PS3, and see how horrible both of those versions are 
and then compare them to each other and determine which one is truly the worst of all time. You have a uh, you have too much free time, buddy. I have too much money. I you have too much money. You must compare them. I must. You want a digital foundry style? I will give you that. St- roughly speaking, that, you know that what you're saying reminds me of. I remember um, it was Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four. Yep. And oh I yeah. It came out for the PlayStation Two and the and PlayStation One. Right. Mm-hmm. I had the PS One version. And the PS One <laughs> version, it wasn't only the graphic; it was the view distance. Dude, that. And I. I don't know how you could have performed because you know th- those games are based off of combos really yeah you know and you have to kind of see what's in ha- front of you and like plan your route i don't know how you would have played it on the ps1 peter how did you do it because like i so when i was a kid i had this problem it was that i always thought that whatever game had the higher number on it was better so I thought, it's Tony Hawk 4. This is way better than Tony Hawk 2 just because it's two more than Tony Hawk 2. So I forced myself to play that game. And then as I got older, I was like, wow, I was fucking stupid. This game fucking sucks. And then well, I, I like, just played I Tony Hawk 4. 2. It wasn't so much the game. It's no, more no, no. On, on the PS1, the PS1 version. Oh, yeah. No, no yeah. 4 on PS2 is great. I didn't okay. have a PS2 when I was that age, though. I had a PS One. Yeah, no, I, I don't even know how they like managed to like allow consumers to get their hands on it. Cause I mean, like you should you should look up just some screen. Maybe I'm being spoiled with today's like computers, but look at some screenshots. Like you, it's like freaking. You can't see more than like a few. Like I, I gotta see what this thing looks like. A turret. Let's see. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, and, I I know what you mean. Like, and the, that is what, that version was terrible. That version was terrible. And that is what I'm ready to deal with because here's the thing. I have been. I have not seen a single screenshot for Mercenaries 2 on PS2. That game, dead silence. No one said anything about that version of the game other than it was a complete shit show and must be forgotten. Well, guess what? <sighs> I'm not in the business of forgetting. So, I, just, I just remembered also the, the polygons for... Because, I mean, they were already pretty bad for PS2 for the time. Well, I, I guess for the time, dude, they're, they're decent. the PS2 game looked looked fine. Like, for the time, yeah. it looked amazing. Oh, yeah, it looked fine for the time. And it still but looks good. But for the good. PS1... You're like you're pretty. <laughs> you have like polygons in skateboards. <laughs> you're trying. They were trying to downsize a PS2 game onto a PS1. Not yeah. a good idea. The, the, the graphics upward from PS1 to PS2 was pretty severe. I mean, they didn't oh, it was it. a leap. But the thing is, if you go back to like Tony Hawk 2 on PS1, it looked good. The thing is that yeah. they would try to downsize like something yeah, that was not supposed PS2, to be on a PS2, and then they're just trying to down. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So sorry, Joe. Did I? Yeah. Well, no, I, no, I no, no. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine, because I did not know this about... I mean, I knew there were cross-platform for Tony Hawk. Those those games that are, like, just, like, in that part where it's probably probably a little too late for the last generation, but it's also Mm -hmm. a little too, you know... And it's always funny, because it's, like, sometimes it's night and day. Yeah, no, like, like, it's the difference between between the two become very stark, and we have... We've almost gotten to that point... With this generation, because we are starting to see the blemishes that the old consoles have that the new ones do not necessarily have. And, yeah, and that's why I think this is going to be an interesting adventure that I'm heading down. Because, as I said before, I have not seen the PS2 version of this game. Joe, you better <laughs> invite me over sometime. We can, uh, we'll do some, because, uh, you know, most, most, when Joe and I play video games, we, we play, you know, online. So, I gotta, we, I gotta do some console stuff with you. 
Oh yeah, no, like maybe at some point in time. Unfortunately, this game, uh, I bought it on Amazon from God fucking knows where <laughs> because you know it was three dollars. Who, who still owns a copy of the PS2 version? Of that's it? a good question. Not many people. Because it's not like it's a new like if it's a new copy, that's like crazy. So that I don't like that's use somebody decide to. I don't even think there was an Amazon Prime offering. No, yeah, not that those. I that that I couldn't find at least offhand. Um, yeah, there's or, no way they got new copies of that game. And anywhere. if they did, they would have charged it like ten dollars. And it's like I got it for three. So <laughs> this is I get no- three dollar games all the time on Steam. Right, man. <laughs> so well, I mean, I, either way, it's not going on sale because yeah. the the developer right, and publisher yeah, yeah, yeah. don't give a shit anymore. But. I sent it home to Cincinnati, so I'm certainly going to give it a try. Also, that's where my PS2 is. I don't have one up here, unfortunately. Oh, you didn't bring up your PS2 to college. It, it's not technically mine. It's technically my brother's. So, yeah. but you know, regardless. Joe, that's why. Joe, that's why you got to be like me. What do you? How do I be like you? Not I have, have a brother. Two, I have. I have two PS2s. Jesus Christ. Well, I thought about buying <laughs> one, but it was like I checked, and it's like, oh, that's fifty dollars that I don't have right now. And I have, like, two games that I would want to play, and even then I'm not in a hurry. So we'll see. Regardless, I bought that. And then as a palate cleanser, I bought Mercenaries 1 again because I don't actually have that anymore, and I don't know where it went. So I bought it again. Hmm. Um, You get too much money, man. It was, you know, this was a combined purchase of no more than $20 for all of this shit. So I'm a-okay with this. They were selling new copies of Mercenaries 1 for, like, 60 bucks. I'm like, no. It's a good yeah. game, but I'm not buying that. I don't need that new. I don't need that out of the box. But so I w- so I was looking at Pandemic's Wikipedia page. Their downfall happened so quickly. Oh yeah, no, it like was seemingly the, out of nowhere. They were yeah, doing really good. They made they a were, lot of good games. Yeah, they were on the top of the world, then all of a sudden they just created like one, some of the b- worst games ever, back to back to back, like. They were like making what? some of the best games ever, like and what, all of a sudden some, some of the worst. Yeah, I need like some what? examples. I forget off the top of my head. Like, of the best or the worst? Yeah, just what does it say on Wikipedia? Like, what are some examples? What are their Wikipedia? downfalls? Start near well, the, the fir- Okay, well, and- here, here, I'll start. So here's where it goes. The best ones, it's like they made Battlefront 2, then right. they made Mercenaries, then they made Destroy All Humans. Yeah, that, oh then, my god, I, saw, I haven't played that, but I... And that game's awesome. Then they, then they, they made Destroy All Humans 2, then, and that's great, right? Right afterward, Mercenaries 2, terrible. Then Lord of Rings Conquest, terrible. And then they oh, went out of business. Shit. I remember Lord of the Rings Conquest. That was... No, hold on. Wait, hold on. Was that... This was... It wasn't called Battle of Middle-Earth, was it? No, Con- Conquest. So maybe I didn't. I haven't played that. No, nobody played it because it was not a good game. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Like, they just had two bad games, then they went out of business. That's what like, the... That's the video game industry, though, to be honest. is Because, like, you know, if you have... Because you only have a video game by a certain company, like every. I mean, unless you're huge, where you can get like a yearly release, you only get these yeah. games every so often. So if you have like two or three bad games in a row, that could have been like four years, right? If not, no, it more. was it was a two year period. They released yeah. Mercenaries two in two thousand eight, and then Lord of Rings Conquest two thousand nine, and then they got yeah. closed. Well, then you like recognize the company, and you, you don't like. I don't know. Like I know I've been. It's hard to do this, but I've been like going away from like ea games just because it's got the ea publisher on it but like i i forget mm-hmm. sometimes like they de- used to not always suck 
Yeah. The yeah. thing EA is a really weird beast to handle because yeah, yeah you they're know like a publisher really right they're so right. big you want to denounce them for making some stupid decisions but at the same time you got to recognize some of the developers under their wing are really fucking good so oh, it's yeah. like yeah. it's like do we sacrifice these developers because <laughs> like yeah like where where do we draw the line you know as they far got as who we I punish. Think- they got like two years in a row. They got like worst company, like all time company. Yeah. <laughs> and two years in a row. And they're like, all the internet that you have like, where it's like, there's some great companies that like EA took over that are now like, like companies like BioWare, like that made some of the best like games. They got, oh, speaking of mm-hmm. which, I got to talk about Mass, Th- Mass Effect 3 again. But anyway, yeah, BioWare would make such great games. And then like EA took them under and, you know, well, it was really weird. So I was, can I talk about Mass Effect 3? Yeah. I mean, go for it. I'm done. Okay, so one thing, one criticism is uh, I just wanted to play one time. This is just some random day, right? And the server was down. And I don't play online. I just played through the story. But it said it couldn't authenticate my DLC, which was like the, the DLC that came free that just like uh, patched up the ending. Cause it's oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it did, wouldn't let me com- play single player offline. Yeah. So, Nonsense. God and I'm like, is it me? So I looked up online. The server was down for everybody. Now it wasn't. It was look. It was down for like, for me, I only had to wait like maybe 20 minutes. So okay. hey, that's. But it just seemed weird. It's like, why know, even you, have that check? Yeah, I don't. DRM's a whole different thing. But anyway, look. So I went back and played some Mass Effect Three. Um, coming back to it, I still don't like the controls, but. I am enjoying the game more. I think what happened is they changed a lot of things from Mass Effect 2 to 3. And I think I was so into 2 that I I didn't like the changes. I almost had to re I had to get into 3. So I don't know. Yeah, there's still some things, but I'm liking the story wrapping up. And there's a couple stuff like if you if you've been with the story from the, the beginning, um just in case, without anyone, you know people are going to die because that's the kind of story it is. So I won't mm-hmm. ruin it for any. But some characters that you know, you've known for a while, they they die. And that, like, it's one thing to establish a character in one game and then kill them off. But if you have a, a character from a game two games ago that you had a close relationship with or you personally liked and then you kill them off, that's, like, that's really, like, emotional. That is, like, and I, I liked it. Well, I say yeah. it may be very sad too, but so, I like so, it. So, so I haven't looked too deep into it. Which um, one? As far as, as far as the characters that die, is that an always thing, or does that depend on your decisions? Like, do, uh, does... well, I really don't want to give too much away. Some of sometimes it's based on your decisions. Sometimes okay. it's inevitable. So I've been yeah, under cause, the cause, understanding yeah. that, by and large, the ending sequence of each game. At least of two was all decision based. Mm-hmm. Two that, two was very heavily decision based. Yeah, um, you could in theory save everyone. Um, yeah, for two. And I, my my tally was rough, and then I my party I only have four party members to choose from and three, and I don't want to like I'm scared to go on the internet because I I want to replay it at some point and try to do better. And I noticed I just like I was stuck on like one quest, and I as fast as I could tried to look it up on the internet, and just by simply finding like the person I had to go to I, I ruined like three spoilers I found out a quest that was going to happen that totally ruined a plot point somebody who was going to die and I found out uh, you know a, a conversation I'm going to have in the future and I was like damn 
So it's like, I'm very afraid to figure out, like, for example, there's like little things that I, I found out, like, I almost want it to be like me discovering that then, you know, so, but anyway, yeah, so uh, you can, I'm thinking if I saved more players, because the, the, the saves do transfer, if I saved more characters in Mass Effect 2, I bet I would have had a more party members to choose from in Mass Effect 3. And uh, I lost some, like, the guys, some people that I really like. There's, uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but, well, I guess it wouldn't really be ruining because it's up to you, but yeah, y- you can just, you can lose some. I'm just imagining like a lot of the content I lost. Because... Anyone can die. Anyone and everyone can die. Yeah, I think so actually. Um, and you really don't know like. And there's also there's these times when you because usually you get a couple choices dialogues. There's these times when they break it into like um, a binary, and the music will like stop and the camera will stop kind of, and that's when you know oh shit this isn't just like a conversation choice. This is going to affect something big. And you're like, you're, mm. you're clicking away and you're like, oh shit. And you're like, okay, who do I want to die? Because uh, <laughs> I can't, I don't want to ruin anything. But there's 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 some points without ruining anything where you literally know you're, you're going to have to make a choice. It's this person or this person. And you pretty much have to say, I want to keep you for the next 80 hours of gameplay and get rid of you for the rest of my 80 hours. That's what you've got to do. And it's like, shit. <laughs> So I liked it, and yeah. I'm liking Mass Effect Three better. I still don't like how when I'm trying to sprint, I accidentally hit roll, and then the motion blur kicks in, and oh. my guy looks like an idiot as he's trying to run away. But hey, I'm getting better with the controls, and I think the controls are just getting used to really. So, so your conversation about uh, the characters dying brought me back to my Mass Effect One playthrough. Yeah. Um. So you know the point where Rex can die? Yeah, now hold on, don't ruin anything. Right? I'm not gonna I mean I'm not gonna ruin anything, but I'm just gonna have say you, have you played the game before, Kyle? I have, but here's the thing. Everyone, there's might, spoils you, spoilers coming coming up. Just jump I'm, five I'm minutes. Just, wait, it's not wait, a spoiler. Wait, I'm just gonna wait, say now, that let me just it, I might be able to answer your question and that way you don't have to spoil it for me, right? Well it's not a question. I'm just gonna say that it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, so I replayed the entire game just to save him. Okay, and that okay. and that like says I replayed a lot. the entire. That's, that's played, how much of an emotional connection I had to Rex. Like okay, I, I replayed played the whole game. Three? Have you played two and three? Hmm. Have you played two and three? I played two. I haven't got. I'm. I need to play three. Should I might say something that could ruin three a little bit? Do you not want that, me to do that? That's fine. I don't. I don't care. At this okay, point. so Rex in three plays. I would say a very major plot point. So, Thank God. So I'm trying to figure out what if you killed him off in what was it two that you, was it one you met him? You met him in one, right? Yeah, in one. That's when you could. That's when you could die. I don't know. I mean, first of all, you'd have to have a completely different voice set. Like I, I, I don't know if they're gonna have to like. I don't know what would have happened. And there's so also another... I could tell you... I, I think I know what the alternative is because I've heard people talk about it. Well, I don't want to ruin it because I will be doing... On my second playthrough, I will be doing the opposite of everything I did. I'll be okay. doing all Renegade. And I'll, I'll hopefully get all the different... the All the inverses of what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, Renegade. Thing is you have to... Um, it was Ashley and Caden were the two people. That yeah. That was pretty much a binary choice. Now, without ruining anything, one of those two in the third game, plays another major plot point. Well, I wouldn't say major. A fairly good plot point, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, if you kill them off, do they just like switch that with the other person? Does that mean they yeah, have to, like, they, they just they just swap them? They do, but like, is, does that mean like you have to have? I mean, how much of that disc? How much of that mass free thrift? Now, I don't, when I say disc, I, I mean I've got a digital copy, but you know what I mean. Is it like all blocked off from the decisions I made? Like, is am oh, I yeah. really playing fifty percent of the content? I mean, like all the cutscenes are different, all the dialogue is different. You know, I wouldn't say it's fifty percent, but there's probably like a good like twenty percent of the game that you just don't see because you don't have like the decisions that you made. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing again, and I heard. I'm gonna. I played as a male character. I'm gonna play as a female character. That's another thing. And I heard the female voice acting for Commander Shepard was far superior. So. Oh really? I'm I mean, looking... I've always I've always played as a as a female in the games. Oh okay. So you you're playing as you played as female for the first. Yeah, Lady Shep. Lady Shep. Well, anyway, I heard the voice acting. The one I think that the reason they said it was so good is because for the male Shep, the lines were written mainly for a male. So what mm-hmm. happened is, he's just reading off the lines, doing the best he can, but. For the female chef, she had to make because you know men and females say different things, right? Yeah. She had to make the lines come out believable, from from you know, and I and they said that because she had to do that extra effort, right, to to make it believable, that like she hit like the her like acting abilities really like went came through. Oh yeah, so. and I, and I would say that since they wrote it for a male. And then it's a female do uh, saying it. It makes it makes her seem like a really really strong female character. I'm looking forward to uh, a female renegade <laughs> character. <laughs> I cannot wait to. I know this is one scene where she punches a reporter in the face, and that this reporter, he's I think the same reporter is like with you for the three games, and it is she's so annoying. Uh, <laughs> but I'm the goody two shoes. I want to be a paragon, so I answer all her questions as politically correct as possible but i cannot wait just to to mess her <laughs> up and kill oh, off everyone man. i don't like and take money and you know <laughs> yeah and matter of fact i think i could i could save a lot more people as a renegade and also kill a lot more bad guys too so mm-hmm. so anyway but, no yeah. boundaries no boundaries that'll be pretty fun okay and then the other thing i want to talk about can i keep going yeah uh, go. yeah sure go okay so this is a thing I want to talk about that I needed a, a preface for. So you need to give me your thoughts, but they have to be purely like objective thoughts. Because I know there's a lot of hate towards the series. Not hate. I, the yeah, thing yeah. you're about to say is bullshit, and I think you're all full of bullshit and bullshit. Wait, what series? Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm going to say it in a moment. All right. What do you guys think of the Fable series? Largely I, divisive, started off strong, and unfortunately fizzled out to be less than what its potential offered. All right, Peter, you, your turn. I've only ever played Fable once, and that which, was which at one? a friend's house. I played Fable 3 for like 10 minutes, so I don't really have an opinion. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I uh, I didn't know. I just remember I got Fable of the Lost Chapters, and I played, I played, played, played Fable 2, and Fable 3. And what I noticed from those games is they're fun to play, but they didn't have, like, after you played them, you were kind of done. And also, there's a lot of, like, so for example, money was, especially in, like, Fable 2, both games, money <laughs> was, like, useless. Like, yeah. you cared about money in the first three hours of the game, if that. The rest of the game, you have more money than God. Like, seriously. I mean, if you if you do it right, you know. Um so I was, I actually, after, and then I played Fable 2, and then I played Fable 3, and I, I liked them both. Uh, they weren't, they were, they were fun, but then I played Fable the Lost Chapters, 
on my PC. Yeah. Um, and I just say they they really mix things up and I Fable Lost Chapter was excellent. What is um, what is the Lost Chapter? Is that like the, the expansion? Okay, the I was gonna say that is that the first one or like a remake of the first one? Two. Yeah. Um but I was just interested, like, for example, they like dumbed down like everything in in two and three. Now, yeah. you know, some of it made it like play smoother. So, but you know, like for example, like magic was so much more advanced in the first one, especially like there's so many more skills you could look into, and uh, and this is this is this is really hard a point to make because it's it's a bit like weird. But I think the graphics for their time were better in the original Fable than they were in Fable Two and Fable Three. The it, now that I guess then again I was playing on a PC and they probably ramped it up. For the yeah, PC. I was gonna say um, they. The, uh, if you're playing what I think you're playing, that's an HD remake. So no, they, no, no, I'm not playing anniversary edition. This is, oh, you're not playing anniversary. Yeah, okay, but this is, never mind. This is the PC mind. port, which I know, like for example, on the PC port, they love like I think eight or sixteen levels of anti-aliasing, which there's no oh. way I think the GameCube <laughs> or the Xbox could do that. So no way. Clearly, they did some, but I I feel like I liked when I say graphics, I should have said aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Fable two and Fable three really kind of went cartoony, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know that's fine, but I like this one felt more like, um, well, honestly, it felt more like a fable, like a storybook, you know, like I'm going through the the, the fable of a of a like a you know. Let me tell you a story of a young man. <laughs> I know his a name lot of was Fable. Well, too bad his name was Fable. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. what you're saying uh, holds like I, as I said, I never played it, but from what people have told me in the past it really holds true that there are some like big fans of fable that that swear by the first game yeah no it's the first game was great and uh but the, the, i have to say um if i wish fable 2 and 3 had a little bit more like replay value like 3 almost has no replay value because pretty much you know it's not really a spoiler i guess you're pretty much saving the world you do that in every like rpg game anyway so mm-hmm Right, so in Fable 3, you're pretty much saving the world. After the world's saved, it's either all peace or you can also fail, and it's, like, all, like, dead. And it's, like, wh- what do you do? Just, like, chill around with, like, your, you know, when as you're made of money? There's just not <laughs> much. There wasn't much. There was just so much that could... And the games were short, too. Well, I don't know. How, Joe, how, how, would you say they're short, like... I've n- I've I've never played them. I'm my opinion is based off of purely what I've heard, okay. and so what then, I've heard is that Fable is awesome and great, and that two was all right, and then three was like this this franchise has lost sight. Three of they what tried to mix wanted. it up a little bit, but it was it, they weird. tried, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it lost sight of what the original. Um, yeah, Fable it was. Well, was I guess all it was about. so different than like exactly. It's I mean it's weird. You're you're like a king right and you're just like making decisions like the it just it gave you well here's here's the thing is how do i want to put this um oh shoot great quick fill the music or something right here boom Oh yeah, I remember. So now I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I did it. Yeah, you did it. That that worked, Joe. Okay, so 
pretty much the games they felt short because they were i would say pretty addictive like i would i don't do this with many games where i would yeah i guess this is during high school so this would be like a weekend in high school so that's a different time in my life but i would wake up you know a little bit early just to get some more time to play and just be able to just like sit comfortably on the couch and enjoy that story that that world but it would it went by so fast like i just blew through it and then i was done and then when you're done you it's a very charming like existence but it hits you it ends so fast you're like oh shit this is like the final boss and i was like it was a fun ride it's like you know what it felt like it felt like the feeling you get when you wait like you know three or four hours in a line for a roller coaster and the roller coaster is like five minutes and you're like you're really like at the end you're like that was a lot of fun but like it's not like i'm just gonna go back in the back of the line and do it again you know <laughs> yeah. like maybe next year or something but maybe that's what it was like it was like a roller coaster yeah but i'm saying fable the first fable didn't feel like that because it felt like a long game and it felt like it had a, a you know enough of cuss like i felt good about saying Ooh, you know, I'm going to make my guy stronger. I'm going to make... Yeah, I don't know. It's probably rambling at this point. But that's more, those are some of my thoughts. And you guys really haven't... You guys said you haven't played so much, so... No. I would... Look, if if Fable... If you see Fable, Fable 2 and Fable 3, for under $5, I would definitely get it. Mm-hmm. It's something that I one day will play... Mm-hmm. Whether it's next year or the year after, I cannot be a hundred percent sure, but I will come it's, back it's, to it in some way, in some way or another. Charming, and it's a somewhat interesting story, and it it has a good feeling to it. But it's just it's not worth like I could not imagine like sixty dollars for this. Like it's it's got a ch- a charming feeling. It's got it feels good, but it just this isn't it doesn't last, you know. It's a little too fast. Right, it's too fast. All right, are we going to go into uh, news or we got more games? Well, we did a good we did a good job kind of treading yeah. ground. There isn't too much uh, more to say. I was going to say, I is have, there even news? I have news of my own. It's very dear and near to my heart. <laughs> so whether or not I can talk much about it is subjective. So I'll what say it right now. Um, Dark Souls 1 and 2 the re- are being remastered for next generation consoles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, 1 and 2? <laughs> or at least 2. Actually, okay, you know I, what? I thought it was just 2. Uh, you know what? Is Maybe it, I'm, it one and two? I might be retarded. It might well, be hey, Joe, it's if 2. It's 2. If they're remastering not... it, does that mean they're going to remaster it and re-release it for PC with some upgraded graphics? That is actually the hope. They're hoping that those fucking lighting models that they revealed... With the original trailer, will actually yeah. make its way into the game. Now, now they'll sell you the real Beach. graphics. The real yeah. graphics. Yeah, they do that, don't they? Well, it's just because, like, remember we a few podcasts ago we were talking about me getting into Dark Souls, and it's on my list. But I actually was gonna play the game. I'll try to make this side thing real quick. The side quest real quick. <laughs> uh, um, I was actually just gonna play uh, Sleeping Dogs, but then they released the Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, and it came out for PC too. So I'm like, shit, wait. So I like took my hand off the buy button. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna wait out so the definitive edition goes on sale. So like I might have to do that with the uh, uh, Dark Souls also. Yeah, it's slated for a spring release, which is kind of weird because that's when Bloodborne comes out. But then again, Bloodborne is wait wait be... this this spring. Yes, I believe Bloodborne is around the end of March. 
Yeah. Um, they're coming out very close to They're each coming other. out very close. That's pretty soon, right? Isn't yeah, like, I mean... The, I, I the, guess it doesn't take too much long to do a remaster. I mean, yeah, the way you can look at it is the Dark Souls 2 remastered will be for the Xbox One, PS4, and hopefully they'll bring the enhancements to the PC as well. Um, so, and Bloodborne is for the PS4 only, so it's kind of its own thing. Honestly, they should just, like, make it a patch. I know they won't, obviously. But, yeah. Like, what they really should just do, instead of, like, re-releasing, just say... By the way, here the we're gonna unlock the graphics settings. Well, for that you guys. that that's what makes the PC version so weird right now because I'm not even actually sure if they've brought up any uh, information about PC enhancements. I know they've P- brought PC, up PC. The PC market is is pretty, uh, one of the most hardcore markets in the gaming industry, but one of the most like under like you know attention they you know the big game companies don't really give too much attention well, to right i mean it's, it's a it's weird better situation than it's been in the past for though. sure it's a very right. it's a very sticky situation because they're doing this exclusively so that they can broaden yeah. their market into the next generation of consoles and then you have the pc version where it's like well in theory we could run anything at any time so but I know what do we is do? it just is it just me or are remasters getting more pop Maybe it's just because I could I can't really say this without people getting angry, but I wanna say like the first real console started like the original Xbox. I know or like Xbox, GameCube, PlayStation, what was it at that time? Two or one? Two, two right? Two. Yeah. So I know I can't really say that, but that's I guess that's when I got into it. But I feel like that's when you could really like Video games weren't just, eh, no, I, I can't make that argument. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> we we haven't really, there's only been so many generations of consoles. And it's been only so long since you're able to, like, remake something that's very, like, well mm-hmm. received. Publishers like, have been playing it a lot more safe recently in that in the old, like, back in the PS1 yeah, to PS2 transition. They, they can get away with a, a remaster and they know they can, they can make money off of remaster. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the transitions before where they would release them parallel and that would be it. Like, there would be no need, like, Mercenaries, for instance, they was they were released at the same time on both platforms. There was no uh, staggering of release dates. While as now, you know, Last of Us, Tomb Raider... Uh, now Dark Souls Two. Even Tomb sta- Raider. Go back. What, what do you mean Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider had a def- definitive yeah, it edition. Had a def- it had a definitive edition. It came out on PS3, Xbox 360, and then they released one for the PS4, Xbox One with hair oh. tessellation and shit. Well, there's only there's only actually one version on the PC. No, no. I mean, it. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah the version. They, they never. On, yeah, but I never remastered it on PC. Well, no. What is I'm that- what I'm arguing is, yeah, the PC version had what is now the Xbox One. PS4 version largely um the only difference I, all I'm saying is this transition they've been uh moving they've been staggering the release from previous gen to current gen while as before they would release yeah. them side by side it, it's it's just it's it's just basically money like more than ever <laughs> games cost so much to make yeah, back in the true. olden back in with the older consoles like the even with days. ps3 that we had this problem because they started re-releasing those god of war games because they you know it cost money to make got uh, make games so mm-hmm. they re-released the first two god of wars before three came out but with you know ps1 ps2 and even going farther back it was less um like investment just to get a game up and running to sell while now it's like do they want to invest another uh, fifty million dollars to make a 
make an awesome, a giant game, or can we just take last year's game, spruce it up just a little bit, and then resell it to everybody, and make the same amount of money? You yeah, know? no, that's totally that's that the, that's what they do. I just what I'm saying is I don't remember like how many games that came out for the Xbox and PlayStation Two were remastered for Xbox 360 and PlayStation Three. Oh, um. A lot. Okay, in that case. But that, but that was, but that wasn't like a thing that happened during the transition. It happened later on when they started doing like the God of War remasters, the the Sly Cooper remasters, the Jack and Daxter remasters, the Ratchet and Clank. Like, but those were later. But wait, wait, wait. Like, those were th- those, those remasters, or those were just a continuation of the IP. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying like they continued the IP, but then these remasters came out several years later. Like the remastering thing is a very much a new trend. Like it's a yeah, new that's thing. Yeah, that's why. So I'm. That's what I'm really asking is: is this remaster thing a big new trend or? It's big... new. It's a new thing, and it's definitely. It's as Joe said. It's indicative of just they are taking less risks because it costs so much money to make games these days that they can't afford to make the risk of losing a ton of money on a new IP. Hmm. I know Joe had to to pop out for a minute. He'll be back in a bit. Oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, um so that's just you and me. But yeah, that's So what Peter, you don't do too much PC gaming, do you? I try to. It's just um Wait, Joe, are you are you there, Joe? <laughs> no, he's he's sending me text messages behind yeah, the Yeah, he says bathroom. Um well, I was no, trying not to <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. He'll, he'll Okay, um, the, the the secret's out. People on this podcast, we do actually use the bathroom from time. Yeah, to time. we're not robots. We're real people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I play PC games. the The main issue is that, um, a lot of a lot of times I find I just don't um because I have a dedicated gaming machine mm-hmm. while my uh, school laptop is what I normally use, mm-hmm. and a lot of times if I'm gonna play a game. I have basically less than an hour just to get in and get out, and yeah, I've well, got. You need, I've just got, got the opposite of Joe's problem. You don't have enough time. Exactly. So I'll, I just jump in, just boot up a console, play a game for like. Yeah, I just say console. What? One of the things that's like they're fixing this with like the Nvidia GeForce experience. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, optimization thing. But one of the things that's as I, I I do I love PC gaming, and I'm actually a relatively new PC gamer. Right, but one of the things I do miss from consoles is that ability to just—I don't talk about like a CD. Let's just say digitally download. Like you literally click play, and you're playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, I do like a—I love lots of custom customability in my games. But sometimes it's like too many choices. Like I can't, fo- especially like with mods and graphics options. It's like I yeah. can't settle myself on one thing, knowing that there are other things. So I don't know. It's probably just my problem. But. More more than anything for me right now, it's just um, my PC is set up at my desk, and my TV is in the in like the common area with yeah, my apartment. Like, in you my need apartment, kind of like um, what is it? Like, like Google, Google, what is it called? Chromecast or something. It like that? won't it won't work with my university's Wi-Fi. I tried. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because oh yeah, yeah it, it wouldn't. But anyway, the reason I asked about PC gaming is I wanted to know how much you knew about the exploration sale that Steam's doing. I looked at it. Um, pretty much 
nothing on there is something that I wanted to buy. Or yeah. most of the stuff, most of the stuff that I wanted, I already own it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, one of the things for me, except is for I've maybe got Gary's a, mod, I want to get Gary's mod. And that's been, what two fifty right now. You should probably get it if you want to get it, because yeah, it's not gonna go lower than two fifty. Yeah, it seems very generous on their sales, but they have like a like a limit. They'll they'll usually do a fifty percent and then seventy five percent, and they'll cut it there. I think mm-hmm. two fifty seventy five percent, right? Yeah, usually, usually. But but anyway, um, no. With me, I've I've been very generous <laughs> with myself throughout because I usually do wait for sales. So I, but um, but I've got a whole bunch of games that I still want to play that I've purchased. So I see mm-hmm. all these games, and I'm like, that is definitely on my list, and that is yeah. definitely the price range I was waiting for. That, but I simply can't justify buying another game that I when I still haven't played these other ones. That's where I'm at more than anything, and that's why I've been doing this hodgepodge thing where I just like, yeah. okay, let's try this game. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, next next game. Oh, I'm going to play through the well, whole see, thing. see, with a CD is you can, let's say you get a whole bunch of CDs. You can, like, just pop them in, take them out. I've got to install and uninstall. Now, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I've got crazy fast internet at OSU. Thank, thank goodness they're really good on that. At least the new dorms are. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not downloading it. I can download like a. I think I bragged about it before on the, the podcast, but it's more like having that extra space. And then I've got to do that that thing that no one seems to be able to do is do I want to uninstall this or do I keep it on my desktop? No one seems to get like rid of things in the desktop. The only the only option people usually do is okay. I need to get another another hard drive. Yeah, I was gonna say how much space do you have? Because I I've got almost... a terabyte and I oh. and I want to. Which I was is gonna say I never space. I never uninstall anything and I've got a terabyte. Yeah, but keep in mind, I've got, like, a crap ton of... And I, like, I've got... I've got these big, like, open... I don't have, like, indie titles. i got, like, these big open-world games, you know? Mm-hmm. So... But, um... And there's there's a couple of stuff that I know I can get rid of. Like, yeah, I don't think I'd be playing Need for Speed Most Wanted anytime soon. I've, I've played through some of Blacklist. Boom, those are all... Those are two right there that... It was, like, that kind of thing, but, um... See, Kyle, what you gotta do, uh... Cyber Monday's coming up. Get a four terabyte. Get a four terabyte. Shit, that would be. And also, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I prefer one hard drive that's big as opposed to a lot of small ones. Definitely. Dude, Same really, way. I notice like I I don't feel like I'm someone who like thinks about money too often. But at the same time, I think like God, if I had like money, think about all the crazy tech I could just get. But this is why I'm so excited for when I start working in the summer. Well, yeah, I think like because. Luckily enough, I'm at that age where I'm old enough to make money with a part-time job, but I'm young enough that my parents pay for pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, See, like, I've, 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 I'm in the weird point where my parents are just like, you're old enough, but I don't have a job yet. Yeah, so I'm so. just like, oh, I've got no, like I can buy these really cheap games, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> well my parents will, they pay for obviously my dorm, my school yeah. and my food. And those are the things I need to like live, and they give me like a a, a small allowance that is just enough to get you know. Uh, I don't get games. an allowance. Yeah. <laughs> My so. parents tried to give me an allowance once, and I spent it all on alcohol. Are you serious? Okay, not all, like, no, not all of it, but I went to some, a bar and ended up fifty dollars poorer than I was when I came. Oh, yeah, sometimes it was uh, a bad night. <laughs> My parents are like, gosh, you, you spend so much money on video games. And I explained to them, like, I make a lot of purchases, but, like, total, this is, like, less than I would have spent, like, at a night on a bar in, like, a month. Oh, yeah. Like, one night, I spent I spend less on video game, like, a whole bunch of video game purchases than I would at, like, one night out with my friends, you know. 
Yeah, that, so. that's that's what I always tell my. Well, it's similar to what I always tell my parents. So I was like, you have so many games. Like, yeah, how much are, money are you spending? Like, I don't even want them to see my Steam library. Yeah, like, and, and, and oh I'm just God. like, you like, I wait for the sales. Like, I'm not spending sixty dollars on each game. Like, uh, yeah. that'd be crazy. Yeah. Are we still recording? Oh yeah, yeah. still recording. Oh, <laughs> fuck. What? No, I don't care. I'm okay. What'd you say? Did you say something? No, I I, 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 I said nothing bad. Uh oh. It was a joke. Maybe it was a joke. That, you said that really horrible racist thing, but it's a good thing we edited that out. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mm, yeah, that's true. I, that's not how. That's not the real me. Yeah, it's a good thing uh, the viewers will never hear that. Ugh. Oh, thank Joe, God. Joe, you need to come bad. over here and we'll drink some rum because I have a ton of. I'll it. bring you some Parrot Bay. I've finished the bottle. The bottle is <laughs> gone. I'm, uh, I'm underage, by the way. So. <laughs> not condemn. Look, um. <laughs> Are we uh? What, what are we? What are we doing? We next? winding we gonna... down. I don't have much else to talk about. You guys have yeah. much. Yeah, else I mean, to talk about? I've got. I could talk about. I mean, the reason I joined this podcast is I could talk about video games all. Well, let's day, cut so. you up into little pieces and yeah, that's separate. Yes, yeah, spread you out over the course of. Next however, time, I'll next be time. talking about how I bought Counter Strike Source just for Gary's mod. <laughs> just for Gary's mod. Yeah, it's all for right. you. You wanna you wanna wrap it up, Joe? I'll wrap us up. All right, you've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamer Say here with me, Peter Samine, and Kyle Hutchinson. You can find our gamer tags listed in the description below or above or around or downtown. I don't know where we post those descriptions. <laughs> those gamer tags are universal. They apply largely to Steam. Uh, me and Peter's gamer tags also apply to our PlayStation IDs. Be sure to check us out on our website, ZucchiniThumbs.com. If you don't know what how Zucchini Thumbs is spelled, look it up, because I don't know either. Also, you can find Kyle, who has recorded many of his game sessions on YouTube. I assume that's also under the alias of Bach Newton. Yes? Yep. You can with find, uh, some play sessions of uh, Joe and I. Yes, with me as well. We have played Borderlands once upon a time. and We, we can get, get back to that. We will get back to that. Maybe Why not uh, immediately, but... Maybe next weekend. We'll see. Well, yeah, when we get back to OSU. Yes. Back to I'm OSU. Trying to wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> I am wrapping it up. We are <laughs> so wrapped right now. You can find, well, that's all the places you can find us. You can also probably find us on Twitter. I tweet all the time. Peter also tweets occasionally. Again. I tweet. Yes. Follow us again at our gamer tags. And also try to follow Zucchini Thumbs. It's Zucchini Thumbs. And, and send us emails. We, we want to hear from you guys. Are Zuc- you there? Yes, Hello. again, zucchinithumbs at gmail.com is the email address you can send emails to us. Tell us how we're doing. Comment on the uh, the podcast or Review something. the podcast. Comment on us. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, give, us, give us some iTunes reviews. Tell us how much we suck. Exactly. Yeah. Any stars you want. As many well, as you want, but preferably five. Ex- yes, never do none or I will hate you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will hate you. Death will come okay. swiftly. Anyway, yes, that's another episode. That's episode 14. You're listening to Shit Gamers Say. Also, OSU Podcast Network. You can find us at go.osu.edu forward slash podcasting. Listen to a variety of podcasts. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I was just thinking about? I was just thinking as you're doing this wrap-up stuff is when I'm listening to other podcasts or YouTube channels 
when I hear them do their whole wrap-up thing, I usually turn it off. Literally, all this is probably, like, not listen to anybody. Like, the moment we're saying, like, you're going to wrap it up, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. They literally click off the podcast. Don't really? give a shit. I, 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 have a, I, don't, I have a smile. I don't turn it off. I have a smile ear to ear right now. You cannot take me down. <laughs> Go.osu.edu forward slash podcasting. You can listen to a variety of podcasts, including this one, as well as Tough Nut to Crack and some other podcast by some other dude. I forget his name. I'll get that right <laughs> next time. You've been listening to Shit Gamer Say. Goodbye.